Hello everyone, welcome to Ringside Matters, uh, trying something a little different. Uh, I am a bit under the weather, so the voice sounds a bit different. Um, <laughs> uh, this is Ringside Matters episode 3, I'm not going to try and do a macho man voice, uh, I'm just going to try and do a show. Uh, Not a lot to talk about, but uh, these are just the things that I wanted to talk about. Uh, The difference between uh, regular or most uh, wrestling podcasts and this one is that they're constantly on the beat. Uh, I, on the other hand, am, uh, I guess you could say I'm a cat, I'm the, I'm the wrestling podcast for the casual fan. Not the person that's constantly watching, but likes to keep up or just, you know, rather chit chat about, you know, what is happening in uh, wrestling today, uh, for the most part. Um, I am trying to talk on a lower register. uh, (laughs) Because if I try and go on my regular voice, it's going to be super nasally than it normally is, so, um, yeah, uh, I should have a cold more often, uh, but yeah, this is, a a version of my voice, uh, let's get into the show, shall we, uh, Sting is retiring in 2024, uh, he will be uh, having, I think he's uh, going to be scheduled for three matches, or he hasn't settled on a, a final match, but it's going to be at uh, AEW's Revolutions uh, pay-per-view uh, in 2024. That will be his final match. Uh, they have not slated anything for him at this time, but yeah, after like, I don't know, he started wrestling in 83. 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, wow, just about a fucking 50 year uh, career, and he's like, what, 60, or 50 something, well, he's much younger than Ric Flair, (laughs) it wasn't his last match, but uh, yeah, so Sting is finally hanging up the bat, and uh, and the face paint, and uh, you know, I I haven't been keeping up with AEW and what he's been doing in it, but what I have seen, he's fucking just throwing shit balls to the wall. He's just like throwing himself off ladders, going through tables, off balconies, all kinds of shit. And he's just like, I guess, enjoying himself through these last few things that he's going to be doing. Um, so that, that more power to him. Uh, it didn't work out with uh, WWE. They almost tried to put him in retirement there, but he came back for AEW. And he's always been... He's not a WWE guy. He's uh, hes a—he's always been a WCW guy. He's always been like the guy that's outside of that. And I, it makes sense that I guess he's ending his career with a company that's outside of WWE. Um... And I guess uh, he's probably going to do it with a friend. He's pro- I wouldn't be surprised if they get somebody from his past that's still able to go. Uh, 
to have his final match with. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up going uh, head-to-head in the meanwhile with Edge, just to scratch that off their uh, off their thing off their list uh, on both their cards. Like, hey, I've always wanted to wrestle you. Can we do something? But uh, I don't know if it's going to make sense with the current storyline they're trying to tell with Edge and Christian. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, but yes, Sting is retiring in 2024. Uh, also happening in 2024, TNA, Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, is making a comeback for 2024. Um, I, well, it was originally, uh, wasn't it? I'm trying to search my memory banks, but it wasn't always TNA. It was something else. And then it turned to TNA. uh, Total nonstop action. And it's been TNA for a very long time. And then shit just went in. I mean, things went into the shitter. And they changed their name to Impact. Impact Wrestling. Just to, you know, steer away from TNA. Uh, But yeah, TNA, they were trying to remember it wasn't nwa it wasn't wccw it was jeff jarrett's promotion um or it had a few people in charge but jeff jarrett was one of them and i think it was his company and they they weren't ring of honor they were their own thing but they were tna for a very 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 long time uh, probably since the early to like late 90, late 99 or 2000 and onward. And it was the place where a lot of WCW guys went to after uh, the WWE acquisition who didn't make it to WWE and they just like they jumped over to and a lot of WWE guys went and jumped over to uh, TNA. Damn it, what was... I I have a fucking phone right in front of me. Why don't I just fucking Google the fucking shit? Uh, Let me see. Uh, TNA Wrestling... uh, TNA Wrestling... Original... NW what National Wrestling Alliance? NWA Total Nonstop Action. Let me see. Right from okay, it says here, TNA was founded in 2002 and was initially known as NWA Total Nonstop Action. Right from the beginning, the NWA name caused some controversy due to its similarity with a vulgar expression. (laughs) Niggas with attitude. Um, NWA. Um, well, isn't that also, isn't there already an NWA, National Wrestling Association? Uh, oh, so maybe they were uh, a tangent. 
me see. Yeah, okay, I was I wasn't wrong. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> or I wasn't right either. Let me see. Uh let's see. Impact Wrestling. Based in Nashville, Tennessee. Was the NWA total nonstop action. Uh 2002 to 2004 then it became just TNA in 2004 to 2017 and then again in okay until 2017 it became impact wrestling in 2017 to June 2017 March 2017 to June 2017 September 2017 to January 2024 okay all right so from June Oh, wow. Okay, they tried a few names, clearly. Um, from They went from NWA total nonstop action to dropping the NWA and splitting from the National Wrestling Association. Uh, let me see. Okay, founded by Jeff and Jerry Jarrett in 2002, the promotion was initially known as the NWA Total Nonstop Action and was associated with the National Wrestling Alliance. Though not an official member, in 2004, the promotion became known, became known as Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, but it continued to use the NWA World Heavyweight and Tag Team Championships as part of its agreement with the NWA. After the agreement ended in 2007, the company created its own TNA World Heavyweight Championship and TNA World T- uh, Tag Team Championships. The promotion was purchased by Anthem at the beginning of 2017 and in the March of that year was fully rebranded to Impact Wrestling after, after its flagship weekly television series. The promotion will rebrand under the revived TNA name starting in January 2024. So, I was right. It was Jeff Jarrett's uh, show. Uh at the time but before uh from march 2017 to june 2017 it was impact wrestling then from june 2017 to september 2017 it was global force wrestling that went fucking nowhere so june july august september for four months it was known as global force wrestling and then in september of 2017 it went back to impact wrestling so it's been impact from 2017 until 2023. I don't know if impact is still going to be a part of their name. It's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be just TNA or if it's going to be TNA impact. Uh, that I think still remains to be seen, but it does seem like it's going to be TNA uh, total nonstop action wrestling. Um, good for them, I guess. Um, I'm trying my damnedest to see if I can get, um, some wrestlers on the show. And one person I'm trying to get on the show is, uh, Jordan Grace, uh, so far to no avail, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I'm going to see, I want to see if I could get some wrestlers on the show just to just talk wrestling, you know, it could be about their careers and all that stuff, but just, let's just talk wrestling you know, but, um, yeah, we'll see what happens, uh, we're only on episode three, so it's, I'm, I'm shooting for the stars for the show, but, um, we'll see, we'll see where it goes, um, so yeah, that's good for them, that's, that's really good for them, they're, they're going back to their roots, and, um, 
you know, let's see how, and I think uh, they're getting, um, and they're getting more popular, uh, I'm noticing. I'm only following Jordan Grace, and I know that, um, uh, Mickey James is... <laughs> That's the noise I'm going to make whenever I'm trying to think of something. Uh, Mickey James is uh, on the show. Uh, Bully Ray sometimes shows up. Uh, he's like their Brock Lesnar every so often. Um, and, and plus, they've had a long history of a lot of like big-name wrestlers showing up on TNA. Or Impact, if you will. Um, and they're, they're not up-and-coming. They're just like that, that little engine that could, you know. Uh, as far as I, as far as my knowledge of wrestling goes, uh, it's always been WWE, WCW, uh, TNA. Like I, like it stated, it was only 2002. AEW is very new still. It's only four years old. Um, wow, four years? Fuck, that shit went by fast. Um, but yeah. Uh, So, um, yeah, uh, uh, what was I saying? I fell off the track. Um, so yeah, I, I wish them the very best. I would love to see them on TV. I think, um, there is a, I think NWA, um, uh, Larson from Steven Larson's going in raw that he makes a joke saying that they're on at 2 AM on the CW. I, I don't have regular TV at this point, uh, but uh, NWA is looking to make a comeback as well, uh, National Wrestling Alliance, and from what I've heard from the Jim Cornette experience, which I'm kind of watching in the background right now, um, is that they're trying to bring back, bring back the territories, which should be interesting. But and EC3 is their current uh, world heavyweight championship champion, so that's interesting. Um, but yeah, that's fuck. So we got uh, NWA trying to make a comeback, uh, trying to get themselves out there. Impact Wrestling turning into TNA, and they're like the little engine that could, you know what I'm saying? Um, and and they're on the rise with stars like Jordan Grace and stuff like that constantly being in the being chatted about and all that they're 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 gonna get there uh aew is not like wcw is kind of the wcw because it has the money behind it but uh then you got the big guy wwe so we got four uh wrestling uh outlets you know, if you don't like WWE's product, you can go to AEW. If you don't like AEW's product, you have Impact. You have, there's options. So that's great. And that's pretty good. That's also really good for the wrestlers to have different places to go. You know, 
granted, you want to go where the money and the publicity is. But if this is something you love to do and you want to get yourself back in there, you know, you you get on T- uh, TNA, you get on uh, AEW, you get on NWA, you make a name for yourself there, and you know, it's you know, it's like, you know, it's like uh, the, the the you got the majors, you got the minors, and you got the the softballs or whatever the fuck you want to fucking call it, but. You know, you work your way up, and you know, I, 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 I think it's, I think it's a pretty good system they got. And if they, if NWA is somehow, somehow successful at bringing back the territories, that should make things even more interesting. Um, you know, could you imagine going back to the territory days? That'd be fucking crazy. Um, moving on. Uh, and uh, WWE's NXT recently had night one. Of Halloween Havoc, their uh, uh, little uh, season events that they have uh, uh, presented, uh, according to this is uh, according to uh, Bleacher Report, uh, WWE NXT presented one of the biggest nights of the fall season with Halloween Havoc Night One, feature the women's division in full force competing in five high stakes matches. The main event was the most important. All right, we're going to go down the list. Let's see if we have... Uh, K. Whoa. Let me see. Okay. We had the... Uh, let me see, let me see. Okay, let's, go, let's do it like this. Uh, the main event was the most important as Becky Lynch battled uh, Lyra Valkyria. Valkyria. Uh... Uh, in a first time bout between top Irish women in professional wrestling uh, Valkyria or Valkyrie whatever in the culmination of two heated rivalry Roxanne Perez and Kiana James kicked off the show in a devil's playground match while Gigi Dolan and Blair Devonport brought them a lights out contest the women's breakout tournament, continu- tournament continued with semifinal matchups of Lola Vice versus Carmen Petri- Petrovic and Kelani Jordan versus Ariana Grace. The NXT Tag Team Championships are on the line as the family face Chase U and Alexis King uh, would make his NXT debut. So first up was Devil's Playground, Roxanne Perez versus Kiana James. Uh, the winner was Perez by pinfall. Alexis uh, King uh, had his debut versus Dante Chen. Um, well, King, uh, won the by pinfall, but the thing, if you don't know who Lexus King is, is actually Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, um, he appeared on AEW as Brian Pillman Jr., but is coming into WWE's NXT, as Lexus King because he wants to make a name for himself and not just you know fly on his father's name um the crazy shit is that he looks just like his fucking dad so he's got that you know over his head and shit but uh a lot of people are criticizing uh, I think his uh finishing move which just looks like a uh <coughs> excuse me it looks like uh when Randy Orton does that uh is it called an inverted DDT? Not an inverted DDT, but he has the legs on the ropes, on the second ropes, and he does the DDT move. Uh, 
but instead he does like a spin to it, uh, like a neckbreaker type spin as he's coming down. And, uh, you know, it's like a mix of the, the, uh, Cody Rhodes' finisher, what is it, the, the Rhodes something? See how far my knowledge goes? <laughs> uh, he's got the Cody Cutter and the Crossroads, I'm sorry, the Crossroads. You know, the Cody, I gotta fucking go through the list and try and remember what the fuck they call their finishers and shit. So it looks like a mix of the uh, Crossroads and the DDT neckbreaker type thing that uh, Randy Orton does. Uh, a lot of people criticizing it. I don't know. It looks kind of cool. You know, it's, you know, you gotta get the guy up there, you know, but whatever. Uh, but he won his uh, debut match. Uh, women's breakout tournament, Kalani Jordan versus Ariana Grace. Uh, Jordan defeated Grace by pin- pinfall to advance in the finals of the women's breakout tournament. Um, the NXT Tag Team Championships, the family versus Chase U, and uh, Chase U won uh, by pinfall. Uh, they, I think... Um, JC Jane played a part in it. I didn't see the match, but it was uh, interesting. Uh, a lights out Blair Davenport for lights out match uh, with Blair Davenport versus Gigi Dolan. Now, before I well, as we're gonna go, the result was Davenport defeat uh, Dolan by pinfall. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Liz, who I've mentioned on this show before, a little pissed off or disappointed with the booking of Gigi Dolan. It's like 50-50. It's a start-stop type of thing. Um, I, I tend to agree, even though I don't watch too much of it, but I agree with her standpoint is that you have her win a match, have momentum, then she loses a match, goes nowhere. You know, it's uh, and, and it's it's a shame to see for someone who has uh, the kind of talent that Gigi Dolan has portrayed in the past that I've seen as far as I as far as I've seen. So that's a little. That's something to. I wish I could discuss with a co-host, who shall remain nameless at this point. <laughs> uh, another uh, women's breakout tournament: Lola Vice versus Carmen Petrovic, and uh, Vice defeated Petrovic by pinfall. Look at that. And the main event: NXT Women's Championship: Becky Lynch, the champion, versus Lyra Valkyrie. Valkyria. I, why didn't she just call herself Valkyrie, Valkyrie, Lyra Valkyrie? Why is it Valkyria? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Valkyria defeated Becky Lynch, which I saw online, by reversing a manhandle slam into a roll-up. It was kind of a sloppy roll-up, if you ask me, but it, uh, from what I've seen, it looked like it was a great match. Um... And this is a huge, like, rub by Becky to Lyra. Of course, she's another Irish woman, so, of course, she's going to support another Irish woman, but uh, clearly. But uh, it's uh, it, it, that's that's a big rub, especially for someone so young. And that's what's great about the, about having, or at least having at, the mo- at that time, Becky Lynch as the NXT champion or having these veterans... Going back to NXT, you know, uh, 
excuse me, uh, you know, showing the younger guys the ropes, how to, how, and having also the younger talent on NXT appear on uh, main roster for certain matches. You know, it gives them the experience and it gives them the rub and it gives them the, like, this is how it's done type thing, you know? And that's a huge thing for this, uh, for this, uh, for, uh, this young woman who looks like she has a bright future, a very bright future. Um, they still have to do night two, which I think will be on next Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. They didn't uh, put it today, so yeah, I guess they're, they're splitting it within the week. Um, there we go. Night two. Let me see. Night two is a tough act to follow, even with an exciting rematch of Carmelo Hayes versus Liga Dragunov. Night one has earned Shawn Michaels and the booking crew some deserved trust for what is to come. Well, that's according to this writer on uh, Bleacher Report. But yeah, that's the that's the overview of Halloween NXT Halloween Havoc 2023. Uh, looked like a great show from what it looked, from what I read and from what I've seen. Uh, I'm not much of an NXT guy, especially with this 2.0 shit, but uh, I think they dropped 2.0. Did they drop the 2.0 shit? Yeah, it's still, yeah, it's just NXT now. It's not NXT 2.0. <laughs> Once Vince McMahon was kicked the fuck out... <laughs> I said, nah, it's the NXT. That's it. No 2.0. But it still has the the atmosphere of NXT. I don't see why they don't take NXT on the road. You know, go to this. Even if it's a smaller venue, take them out. Let them fucking let the world not only see them on their TV screens, but see them at a show. I, I, do they not have that? They have the money. Know, do they not have the faith to sell the tickets? I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. Because they usually, they used to hold the big pay-per-views at the, um, at the main show's uh, location. Uh, at least the night before, like uh, NXT TakeOver. Or, uh, right, it was NXT TakeOver. There was always, uh, NXT TakeOver was before WrestleMania. So they would hold NXT takeovers at the same venue, but, you know, I guess with a smaller crowd or something like that, or... Because I I remember one of the... Or, yeah, it was just at, at like, the the, the location next door or some shit. You know, while they had the big stadium, the next arena had NXT takeover. You know, it was in a nice arena. Why don't they go to arenas anymore? Why don't they go to, like... Even if it's small places, there's the full sale shit that they have going on right now that it's just the same fucking people coming to the same fucking little show. I don't think that's it. You know, have different faces, have different, you know, reactions out there, you know, have. I don't fucking know. Just have some faith in those kids. Uh, look at me. I'm fucking 35 years old calling these people kids. They're all half. Half of them are either my age or less. Um. <laughs> But anyway, moving on to the main topic of the show. Uh, the Crown Jewel Fatal Five-Way. Uh, Rhea Ripley is clearly a very popular topic for me <laughs> on the show. But uh, yeah, we have... it's the it, 
uh, Adam Pierce, uh, after being fed up with some of Rhea's antics and shit, uh, finally decided, and they, there was a massive brawl beforehand on, uh, I think, last week's or the week before's. Yeah, the week be- the the week before this past Monday Night Raw uh, is I think it's either a week or two, whatever the fucking case may be. Uh, Adam Pierce said, "You've had enough antics with you, so I'm putting you in a fatal five way. It's going to be Zoe Starks, Shayna Blaze, Shayna Baszler, um, uh, Raquel Gonzalez. I don't know why they changed her name to Rodriguez. Whatever the fuck." Uh, that's another thing Vince used to do. Let's change their fucking names. Dude, we just fucking got... We used to them in NXT as this person. You think nobody was watching NXT? You don't think people that watch your product is not watching the next product, the other one, because they want to see these people <laughs> come up to the main roster, you know? Granted, there's not... I, I kind of get it because there are some differences for certain... certain uh, 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 acts or... Uh, uh, wrestlers, but whatever. Uh, that's neither here nor there. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so, uh, Raquel Rodriguez and uh, Nia Jax, or as my friend likes to call her, Nia Vax. <laughs> um, so, it's Fatal Five Way. We got Zoe Starks. I, I know I said these before Zoe Starks, Shayna Baszler. Uh, Raquel, Naya, and Rhea Ripley. Let me write this down. Uh, Stark, Raquel, Raquel, Naya, Shayna, and Rhea. The only two... Any one of these women, single in a singles match, would give Rhea a challenge, but Rhea would dominate. I can see also Rhea playing the uh, mind games with everyone within this match. And she's going to try and get them to get rid of the biggest threat. Which, at this point, would be Nia Jax. Because of her size and her power. And it would be smart for all of them to try and get rid of her. The next one would be Raquel because of her strength. And then Shayna because of her uh, her deadliness. And then you got Zoe Starks and Rhea. I hate to say this. This is just me going off of fantasy booking. Rhea's going to come out on top of this. As mommy always does. Mommy always ends up on top. <laughs> this is just to like further... This match is to further... Establish her... As... The number one... The, the number one woman... Of the women's division... At least on Raw, or at least in all of WWE right now, because they're not doing that with Io Sky. If anything, Rhea feels like the champion, and 
Eos guy feels like the Seth Rollins of what's going on, which is kind of fucked up because she has the real title or that the main women's title. But yeah, they booked Rhea a certain way, and the way she carries herself and the way she represents herself, she she's like the number one woman in the women's division of all of WWE. So uh, this is just to showcase how she can come out on top of all like all of these challenges. You got Stark with her 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 in-ring ability, her physique, her uh, style, her quickness, and all that stuff. Raquel, you got strength for strength with Rhea. Shayna has her uh, in-ring ability, and uh, you know, and they and they might tell different stories within this match. Uh, uh, Nia and Shayna could revisit their old feud uh, and like get each other, you know, sidetracked. Uh, Stark, they can build something with Stark and Raquel, or Stark and Rhea. They can. There's many different ways they can do this, but I'm telling you, Rhea is going to win. All my money is on Rhea winning because I don't see any of these women coming on top of this match. <coughs> and not only that, but guaranteed, whether he's invited or not, Dom Mysterio is going to play a part in this match or at least some member of the Judgment Day but most likely Dom Mysterio maybe another option he could come out try and interfere get kicked out and banned from ringside and Rio calls a fit she's gonna be like she could almost lose and then you know reverse things and you know just so that oh she tried to cheat but then she comes out on top either way either way whether it's cheating or whether it's a heel tactic or by her sure her her sheer strength and will to dominate Rhea is going to be the winner of this match no ifs ands or buts in my opinion because neither of these women are there yet. Naya, we don't know how long her contract is for. This could be a one-time thing or just a year thing. We don't know. But. This can also be star-making performance type thing. Uh, match. For women like Stark and Shayna. The only other person I could see sneaking out a win, God forbid if there's injury or quick change of something, and it would make sense, is Shayna Baszler, in my opinion. Raquel's not world champion material yet. Nia, we don't want that. <laughs> we just don't. Zoe Stark's not there yet. Shayna, who as we know, excuse me, is an NXT call-up who had probably the second longest reign as women's champion on NXT um, besides uh, Asuka. And and that was when Triple H was in charge of NXT. You know he likes his NXT people. Somehow, someway, he's got to build that woman right back up. If there's anyone else that could beat on top of this 
she would be runner-up. It would be Shayna, in my opinion. And it makes the most sense. You don't want a negative end to a match by putting the, the belt on Nia. Raquel is just not ready yet. Stark is not ready yet. She has a potential, and so does Raquel, but they're just not ready yet, in my opinion. So it comes down to Shayna and Rhea. And that's a good feud. That's a good feud. If they want Rhea to chase the belt a little bit, Shayna's the one. Shayna's the the the, the obstacle. Because she's so dangerous in the ring. Because she has those submission holds, the the MMA background, all that stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. So, off the bat, Rhea Ripley, she's going to win this match. If there's anyone else that can win this match or should win this match, it's Shayna Baszler. Um, again, by hook or by crook, Rhea's going to win. If it goes any other way, the only other person that could win this match is Shayna Baszler. Um, But again, somebody... And I hate to say this, but the one person that's going to eat the pin, if it comes down to a pinfall, and who can eat a riptide really nice and clean, is Zoe Stark. Unfortunately, if that's the road they're going to go down to as everyone's going to be either out you know, out of it or whatever the case may be, Rhea is going to riptide someone and pin them. One, two, three. That person's going to be Zoe Stark. It's not going to be Raquel. It's not because they want to keep Raquel strong. It's not going to be Nia because they're going to want to keep Nia strong. It's not going to be Shayna because, again, they want to keep Shayna strong. They want them to be plausible threats to Rhea Ripley. Zoe Stark who is more on the level of she should be not tag team champion she should be an intercontinental women's intercontinental or women's mid-card title champion um i mean that's where she should be working her that's where she is now if she was to be in the mid-card title picture she would be the champion of that picture if they had a mid-card women's title um, so if they're going to go for the one, two, three clean win for Rhea Ripley, the person she's going to pin is Stark, Zoe Stark. She's going to riptide her to fucking hell, <laughs> pin her like how she pins everyone. One, two, three. Someone's going to try and get into break it and they're going to be too late and she's going to run the fuck out of there with that belt and that's how it's going to be okay so if i had to do a definitive end to this match or booking of this match Shayna and i take each other out raquel is taken out by stark uh dom tries to intervene gets caught is kicked out Rhea throws a fit stark almost gets the win she, uh, Rhea reverses that, does a massive riptide, pin one, two, three. Okay, that's my definitive, like, that's how I can see that match going. It's going to be one hell of a match, too, because you have 
Zoe Stark, a powerhouse. Raquel, a powerhouse. They're all powerhouses. You know, but this match is Rhea's match. This is to promote Rhea Ripley as the end-all, be-all, top-of-the-mountain women's champion. You know, that's what this match was set up for. God forbid if anything was to go wrong, and they call it, Shayna Baszler is the one to do the job to get the title. It's the only logical sense. Again, Stark, not ready. Raquel, not ready. Do not want to put the Women's Championship on Nia Jax. Just don't. No, nothing. I, I, it's not completely personal, but just in the sense of what they can use her for, putting her as the world champion just doesn't fit yet. I can see her as world champion after Rhea's done with it. If she moves on to something else, perhaps the WWE title, <laughs> but uh, whatever, whatever, the again, this is how I see it. If it's going to end with a one, two, three clear victory for Rhea Ripley, Zoe Starks eating the pin. Because not only will she have a strong performance to make her strong, to keep her looking strong, to keep her looking strong and to keep her, because uh, she's going to hit her finisher on someone. I can see, okay, I can see this happening. It could, <coughs> let's say Raquel and Naya take each other out. Stark and Shayna, who are kind of teasing, or at least have teased, uh, tag team goals. <sighs> Unfortunately, they don't have a fucking mid-card title for the women, but God forbid, whatever the fuck. But I can see Zoe Starks taking Shayna, putting her in her finisher, moving on to Rhea, tries to beat Rhea, cannot do it, because this is going to be a, a, also a star-making performance for Zoe Starks. Because clearly, I think they not only does Triple H see a lot on her, but you know she's going to be like. I wouldn't be surprised if she's the the breakout star of this match. But again, she's not ready. She's not ready. You know, she's kind of like. Uh, at this point, for me, uh, uh, not Angelo Dawkins. Uh, he's the Marty Jannetty. Uh, what's his fucking name? From the Street Profits. Bianca Belair's husband. Uh, it's not Angelo Dawkins. It. Oh my God. I don't remember his name. <laughs> but she's him. <laughs> Like the breakout star of any like group match, but comes up short. Alright, so Shayna's not getting pinned. I see her eating Stark's finisher. Raquel and Naya take each other out. Rhea uh, and Stark go at it for a little while. And again, if it's going to be a 1-2-3 finish, Rhea's going to rip tied the fuck out of Zoe Stark. Pin her like she pins everyone else. Mounts her. 
stacks her up, whatever you want to call it. She fucking mounts the bitch. <laughs> and one, two, three, ding, ding, ding. You're champion. You're forever champion. And number one woman's champion in the WWE is going to be Rhea Ripley. That's how I'm booking Crown Jewel Fatal 5. The Crown Jewel Fatal 5 way. Um, I guess that's what I'll title this. Booking the f- Crown Jewel. <laughs> booking Crown Jewel. <laughs> Uh, I don't care about most of the other matches. You got, um, I, I don't, I'll, I'll try and I'll discuss them real quick. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. I would love to see Drew McIntyre win a title with a crowd, but I don't know if they're ready to take it off Seth. I don't know. That's a 50 50. Uh, LA Knight's going to lose, whether it's through bloodline shenanigans or not. He's going to fucking lose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's not a slight on him. That's, you know, hopefully they book him strong for that match. But nobody's beating Roman until Cody Rhodes finishes his story uh, at next WrestleMania. Uh, what else is there? There's the tag team, right? Oh, no, um, they're not doing a tag team. They're doing Cody Rhodes versus, uh, 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 Archer. Uh, what? No, Damian Priest. Damian Priest. Um, uh, Cody's going to come out on top of that one. Uh, oh, this could happen. If he's not beaten too badly. Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre make a hell of a match. Drew McIntyre almost beats him, beats the shit out of Seth Rollins. He can't, you know, get himself together. Lance, uh, Lance Archer, uh, Damian Priest cashes in. I can see that happening at Crown Jewel because they're going to want the big reaction, the big, like, holy shit. Because they try and make Crown Jewel be like uh, the WrestleMania of the Middle East. For the Middle East. At least that's what the contract says, I think. I think that's what their contract is. They have to make the biggest fucking show they can possibly make for them. And that's what they're going to do. That's why they made this Fatal 5-Way. That's why they're doing the, the both WWE titles on the line. Uh, oh, Logan Paul versus Rey Mysterio. I could give two shits. Honestly, they should put that fucking title on people that really fucking deserve it. Um, I don't think anyone's challenging Gunther for the Intercontinental title. But who can, honestly? Uh, but yeah, if Logan Paul wins, I don't give a shit. If Rey Mysterio wins, I don't give a shit. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a great match, but, uh, yeah, put that fucking, make that, they don't, they're not doing anything with it on Rey Mysterio, they sure as hell aren't really going to do much with it on Logan Paul, only, like, get publicity on it, you know, but, I don't know, um, Put it on somebody. What, what the fuck is that guy's name? Fuck. It's bothering me now. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
Angela Dawkins and Street Profits. Street Profits. Street Profits. Uh, Street Profits. Tag Team. Montez Ford. Montez Ford. Now that man is future WWE champion material. Angelo Dawkins. Unfortunately, he's not the Marty Janetti because he does have skills and shit, but you could clearly like unfortunately that's the shit about certain tag teams. You can you can spot the Marty Janetti. <laughs> it's gotta be fucked up for him. Because that's what they're gonna that's what he's known for now. It's like who's the Marty Janetti <laughs> of the tag team? You know, uh, with the Usos. Unfortunately, you can always Jimmy's the Marty Janetti, but what's the smart thing that they're doing now, now that they're now that now that they're split up. I hate to go on a fucking tangent here, but now that they're split up, you're giving Jimmy a chance to showcase who the fuck he is. Just like you're doing it with Jay on Raw. Jimmy is a jokester. He can't take anything fucking seriously right now. He's entertaining. That's what he is. He's the entertaining one. He's the fun one. Jay is the like, yo, I'm cool. He's the cool one. But you got Jimmy's the, the fun one. Jimmy's uh, Jimmy's the fun one. Jay's the cool one. And they're, they're what they're doing now is smart in showcasing their individuality. Eventually, two, three, four, five years from now, they're going to re- reunite, become tag team champions again, and ride off into the sunset whenever they fucking retire. But for now, keep them separated and have them establish their characters and who they are. Clearly, Jimmy's the jokester and the entertaining one. Jay is the cool one and like he's funny too. But uh, Jimmy's clearly the funnier one. <laughs> he, I don't like that. I, <laughs> you know, that, that you know, he's funny. Um, but Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins, you can tell Montez Ford is the Shawn Michaels, Angelo Dawkins is the Marty Janetti. But which is great, he's not at a loss if he was to separate. He can easily be a United States and an Intercontinental Champion, you know, at some point. If he stays with the company for, like, Kofi years, they'll put the title on him real quick, you know, just to be like, thank you. I don't see it happening, but, again, highest form, the highest one of the, if you can't be the WWE Champion, settle for Intercontinental Champion. And you can also be World Champion, be the World Heavyweight Champion if you want to. Because that's, you know, that's the secondary title compared to the lineage title. But that's neither here nor there. Montez Ford is WWE champion material. He's got the skills. He's got the mic. He's got the charisma. He's got the style. He's got he's got it all. Angel Dawkins, he's an intercontinental. He's a mid-carter. He's clearly a mid-carter. And book him right and give him a good character and have him like be himself or whatever the case may be. And you got a solid fucking career. But again, there's always that Marty Janetti in the tag team. 
with, uh, let's see, oh, um, Imperium. Uh, <laughs> Vici is the Marty Jannetty. Kaiser is the Shawn Michaels, even though he's not very Shawn Michaelsy. <laughs> Um, again, that's neither here nor there. Let's try and end this, wrap this fucking show up. Um, yeah, going back to the main topic of today's show, the women's world heavy world championship is on the line in a fatal five way. Rhea Ripley coming out on top. Mommy always ends up. Mommy always ends on top. Um. Uh, Shayna, clear, present, obvious, number two. Okay? She's the only other option. Only other option. Zoe Stark, eating the pin. She's the one to eat the pin, but she's going to make a fucking show. As far as I'm predicting. Zoe Stark's going to make the show. She's going to put on a show. But she's going to eat the pin. One, two, three. If that's how that's pretty much how they're gonna end it. One, two, three. it's gonna be a pinfall. Rhea's gonna win it. She's gonna rip tide the fuck out of her. Mount her. One, two, three. That's it. <coughs> that's the show. <laughs> Ringside Matters, episode three, in the books. Um, thank you all for listening. Um a, a brief uh show highlights uh i know this is not the main show speculating nerd podcast but i have to try and get this out there i need or we need because it's not just me we need 100 individual listeners to listen to any of these podcasts uh the speculating nerd podcast creator's corner which is becoming its own thing this season um yeah, it's not going to be part of the Speculating Nerd Podcast Creator's Corner. It's going to be Creator's Corner. I, uh, I gotta, I gotta, because that was 2.0. I guess you could say 3.0 is its own show. Uh, yeah, I guess that that's a show the update. Creator's Corner is going to be its own show. I'm trying to get some really heavy hitters. Uh, I've made contact, or not made contact, but I've uh, I've thrown the rope out, or the net. I've thrown the net out. I'm trying to get Tim Sheridan. I'm trying to get Tom Taylor. Uh, I'm trying to get Mark Bernardin. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get a few names. Wish me luck. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna turn Creative's Corner into its own show. So Creative's Corner 3.0 will probably be featured under a new numerical uh, section. Because usually it's tied to the Speculating Nerd Podcast, uh, the uh, timeline, if you will. So with 3.0, it'll be its own. Fuck. Hold on. Sorry. um, What was I fucking saying? So Creator's Corner is going to be its own... Uh, thing. So I'm like I said, I'm trying to cat cast a wide net, get some heavy hitters on the show, make it its own thing. So wow, that's a lot of fucking shows. Okay, so going back, you have the Speculating Nerd podcast, the main show. You have uh, Rat Chats with Synthetica Lynn, her show uh, with me in there. Uh, you have Creators Corner. 
you have this show, Ringside Matters, you have, um, we're going to, I'm trying to bring back movie commentary tracks, just gotta find the right fucking time, and a lot of things gotta get back on track, um, and, uh, the upcoming show, uh, Thinking Outside the Undies, which will be the main comic book show, uh, outside of Speculating Their Podcast, uh, again, this is all, damn, that's six fucking shows, fuck am I thinking <laughs> anyway um, welcome to season 3 everyone uh, <sighs> fuck okay I can do it I can fucking do it not questioning myself at all uh, so alright and we have a very special Halloween episode coming up soon but that's uh, for the other show, um, we got okay. So this was Ringside Matters episode three, uh, season one episode three. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's it. Yeah. So what was I saying? Oh, I, I was saying I was bringing up the different shows that we have, the six different shows, because uh, I need you folks to listen. I need at least a hundred people to listen to at any of those shows that I have uh, listed within the, uh, the, the the lineup, whatever the fuck you want to fucking call it. And uh, so, uh, again, you have all those shows to choose from, but I just need a hundred different people uh, to pick an p- episode and just listen to it and be done with it. Uh, so that we can activate listener support. With listener support, uh, it it uh, gives. It's kind of like subscriptions, but it's on your terms, I guess. Uh, you pick how much you want to pay, and or whatever the case may be, uh, on a recurring donation type thing. I don't, I, I don't really fully know what the fucking listener support is, <laughs> but I know it's. I, I'm pretty sure it's up to the listeners uh, to decide what they give. Um, but yeah, that's again. It would help pay me, pay Lynn. Uh, hopefully, get uh, merchandise together. Uh, hopefully, you know, really skyrocket this show somewhere. Um, if you want it to go anywhere, uh, I would greatly appreciate it because it's you know it's something I actually really love to do besides writing and uh, drawing and stuff. But you know. I'm trying to I'll try and make a schedule as best as I can so it's more on a regular basis but uh, yeah I'm uh, I got six shows now <laughs> who the fuck do I think I am Kevin fucking Smith what the fuck uh, <laughs> um, but yeah I'm going to make it work somehow some way and uh, hopefully keep you guys entertained and informed and whatever the fucking case may be but yeah that's that is going to end this show. <laughs> Ringside Matters, episode three in the books. That's the end. Until next time, folks. Um, you know, damn, I got to come up with a better outro because I got I got uh, for the speculator podcast. I say uh, until next time. Peace out. I do that. I can't do it right right now, but there you go. Peace out. But, um, 
I got to come up with a new outro for this. Uh, Until next time, folks. Body slam responsibly. (laughs) Body slam responsibly. Uh, Don't try this at home. Uh, Goodbye, everybody.